Hey, Jenna from the future here. During the first season of this podcast, it was called Make Your Day. So you're going to hear the old intro and references to the Make Your Day podcast. But don't worry, you're still in the Building Balance feed. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the Make Your Day podcast. My name is Jenna, or Jenna for my English-speaking friends. And on this podcast, I share thoughts and tips around spending your time more intentionally so that you can make progress towards your goals, spend time outside of your to-do list, and turn your work brain off when you're off the clock. All right, let's get into this week's episode. So a few years ago, I was doing all the things to try and get new photography clients. I was posting on social media every day and blogging twice a week and making lead magnet after lead magnet and creating (laughs) welcome sequences, email sequences for those lead magnets. I was hosting a Facebook group or two and creating Facebook ads and I did some collaborations with other business owners in my area to try and grow our businesses together but often it meant that I did most of the work and it rarely amounted up to anything. And then I was also watching all the webinars, downloading all the freebies, signing up for all the courses so that I could find new marketing ideas to try. And some of them I did try and others I just skipped right through so that I could check what ideas the next expert had, right? And the worst part was that When I did start getting a good chunk of clients, I'd suddenly ignore all of my marketing efforts because I figured that I had made it. But when I was done with all the photography sessions, I had nothing booked for the next little while and had to do a lot of marketing again. But to avoid that sort of dip happening in the future after I have some sessions, I would do the sessions plus try to stick to all the marketing efforts too. And that was, of course, a recipe for overworking. And the tricky part is that we are hardwired to think that we need to do more when our brain picks up on stress, like when we're worried about making enough money. And that's why the productivity industry does so well, because of that promise that we can squeeze more out of the time that we have. And I'd say that they even throw a lot of gas onto that fire because they sort of confirm to you that belief that indeed the way you are valuable and show your competency and show that you're capable is if you can get more done. But only increasing productivity is not really a smart or sustainable long-term solution. And since you're listening to this, you probably already know this. You already believe that doing all the things isn't sustainable. But it can still feel really hard to do less because the assumption is that it'll mess with your bottom line to do less. This is why I wanted to hop on today to share a tool with you that was and continues to be really helpful to me because it takes a good chunk of the emotion out of it and it's really based on facts or numbers. So a few years ago, I learned of the 80-20 rule or it's also known as the Pareto principle. 
and it states that roughly 80% of consequences come from only 20% of causes. And this shows up like everywhere in life. So in our daily lives, the rule might show itself in different ways. Like if you own 10 pairs of shoes, 80% of the time, you probably only wear just two of your favorite pairs. Or maybe you use the same 20% of ingredients for about 80% of your cooking. Or maybe you use the same 20% of your cooking tools for 80% of your meals. Or Uh, About 80% of the time we reach for our most favorite 20% of clothes to wear. Or we spend 80% of our social time with just 20% of our friends. So I was really excited to learn about this rule. I was happily using it when I was decluttering because it made it feel so much easier to let go of clothes and, and just stuff at home when I knew that most of the time I wouldn't miss them. I wouldn't miss 80% of the stuff, really. And then at some point uh, a couple of years ago, it clicked for me that, hey, this 80-20 rule might also apply to my photography business. I'm probably getting about 80% of my clients through just 20% of all the things I was doing to get more clients. And you know, I felt like that was a really that was really good news considering how much I was trying to do all at once, right? So, I took some time to figure out what my most important 20ish percent was so that I could focus only on those tasks if I was in a busy session season with lots of photography clients. And doing that meant that I didn't have to choose between completely ignoring my marketing efforts and burning myself out trying to do all the things alongside my sessions. It, it was a tool that I could use to sort out what were the most important things or like it felt okay, you know, focusing on just part of those things. And this also turned out to be a really helpful tool for planning for my vacations or for prepping for my vacations. If I had a vacation coming up, I'd drop down to my most important 20-ish percent of marketing tasks the week before vacation, but I'd also prep that same 20% for the week I'd be away. So basically, I was spending, you know, 40% of my usual time um, on marketing stuff on those weeks when I was prepping. And then I noticed that even though I was doing less for my marketing during those busy seasons and and um, during vacations, I was still getting clients. And now it was a kind of more steady stream of inquiries instead of that roller coaster that I described earlier and that it had been up until that point. And, you know, I was feeling more fulfilled and not that overwhelmed. So that gave me the confidence to remove some of those less important tasks permanently. So not just during busy seasons or for vacation prep. For example, one of the things I stopped doing was daily posting on Instagram. Or maybe it wasn't daily, but at least five times a week. And I I put a lot of time and effort into, you know, picking photos and writing the captions and doing all this stuff. So I wasn't, or I realized that I wasn't really getting clients through there. 
pretty much nobody found me through Instagram. Some found me through Google and they, they would check out my Instagram. So I decided I'd just post twice a week instead of every day so that if someone checked my Instagram account out, they'd see that I'm active, but it didn't take me as much time, right? And then I was able to schedule three months of posts in just a couple of hours. And otherwise, I barely opened the app during those three months, which of course also saved me a bunch of time. And another thing I stopped spending as much time on was my blog posts. And this was a bit tricky because I didn't want to completely stop writing blog posts because most of my photography clients found me through Google thanks to my regular blogging because it brought me up in search ranks. The problem was that I could easily spend a couple hours writing just one blog post. But I realized though, when I took a look at my blogging habit, was that most of that time I was just tweaking and refining the blog post. And because I was blogging to bring my SEO up, making sure that the blog posts were perfect wasn't going to really make my website rank higher in Google searches. The main thing was to just have good enough content that was relevant to my people and relevant to what I do. So what I had put together in like the first 30 minutes of blog of that blog post was already going to be good enough for for the purpose that I was blogging for. So in this way, I was able to cut down on the time that I spent on my blog posts. I was able to let go of that sort of need to try to make it perfect or to make it you know, good enough. By good enough, I of course meant that it should have no mistakes and so on, but good enough can actually be, you know, 80% there. So in business, the 80-20 rule could state that we get roughly 80% of results from just 20% of our efforts. And you can also use this to figure out which tasks you could stop doing so I've put together a five-step list to help with this. Step number one is to schedule a time for yourself to step away from your tasks to figure this out. It's really hard to think clearly when you're right in the middle of your tasks. It's really hard in the moment to go, is this one of my top 20%? Unless you haven't thought about it beforehand. So it's really important that you make the time to get this distance from your work. And I know it's, it can feel really hard to make the time when it feels like there's too much to do already. But because doing this should help you have less to do, it should be worth the time. Step number two is to put your curious researcher hat on and figure out what your most important 20% is. For example, if your goal is to increase revenue, you'll be looking at which tasks are actually making you the most money, which ones are, are directly related to you making money. And it'll help you and your brain if you see actual numbers. So if you're a service-based business, take a note of where most of your clients come from. Maybe if you look at your past 10 or so clients, how did they find you? What were the tasks that directly have to do with them booking with you and finding you? And if you're a product-based business, look at the data for how people are finding you. How are they finding your shop, your website? And then um, if your goal is, is something else 
than just um, increasing revenue. Maybe your goal is to create a course before the end of this year. Pinpoint which of your tasks are helping you create the course and which ones are just keeping you distracted from that. Not to say that you should re reduce things that just keep, you know, the day to day stuff working in your business, but there might be a bunch of other stuff on your that has made it onto your list that just isn't isn't related to creating that course that's your main goal. It might also be helpful to analyze where you're not seeing results from. So um, when you look at all the tasks that you are doing, can you see which ones of those are actually not making a difference? Like it might feel like posting on Instagram every day is bringing results, but if people aren't actually booking you, if people aren't coming from your Instagram to your website to sign up for things, then it, it might not be as important as you think, right? Now, I'm not saying at all that Instagram doesn't work. For uh, some people, it is the best tool and that is the thing that they should focus on. So just to see, like, what are you doing that isn't helping you? Take a look at that. But keep in mind here that with many things, it takes some time and consistency before a particular task starts to make an impact. So I'm not saying if you're trying something new that that feels good to you and that in theory should work, but it's really new, then maybe it's just not showing results yet. So of course, like keep this in mind when you're analyzing. And then step three is to start reducing the tasks that didn't make it into your top 20% or spend less time on the tasks that haven't made it into your top 20%. Now I get that it can feel scary to let go of 80% of your tasks because you don't want to dip down to 80% of your current revenue, right? Or maybe you even want to be growing your revenue from what it is right now. And I'm not saying that it's necessarily at all to take away 80% of your tasks. But we'll talk a little bit more about this in step five, about the worry of losing revenue. But for now, this is just a good exercise you can use to pinpoint which 80% it might be safe to reduce from. But if that still feels a bit too nerve-wracking, you can look at this in another way. So according to that same principle, the 80-20 rule, 80% of your headaches, those really icky feelings in your business, like you're forcing things, those feelings might be coming from just 20% of your tasks, even if it feels like much more than that. So what if you can pinpoint what 20% is bringing you headaches and reduce some of those instead? Is it making reels? Is it hosting webinars? Is it showing up on Insta stories each day? Maybe for you, it could be recording podcasts. It is not for me, but it might be for you, right? So that might be a less scary place to start from because if you could remove 80% of your headaches by just removing 20% of your tasks, that sounds pretty good too, right? And step four is to actually plan to do less. So what are the tasks that you have decided no longer go onto your schedule? Just keep them out. And what are the tasks that you'll be spending less time on? Assign shorter windows of time for those. Really make these conscious decisions and plans so that once you're 
back doing your work, you can calm your nervous system down by reminding yourself that you have intentionally chosen to not do all those things anymore, that there is a reason. And this doesn't have to be absolute in any way. Whatever you decide to for now not do, it doesn't mean forever. If you notice that sales starts dipping or something happens, nobody's saying that you can't pick that task up again, right? And then step five, you could double down on some of your most impactful tasks. So nobody said that you have to just lose out on 20% of your revenue or 20% of your results. You can just work smarter by spending a bit more time on the things that are more impactful because now you've freed up time to do that. So you can increase the amount of effort you put into your top tasks. For example, if you get most of your clients through Instagram because people really connect with you there, can you spend a bit more time over there? Or maybe if you get most of your clients through your contacts, you can spend a bit more time keeping in touch with people or meeting new people instead of spending several days writing a bunch of blog posts for a blog that you're not that excited about or that you're maybe not even directing people to or that people just aren't booking you through. Or if you do get most of your clients thanks to your blogging, like I do with my photography, and maybe you don't get really clients through contacts, then you can just skip the networking events. Maybe you've like always been grinding your teeth through them and don't even like doing them. So what works best for you is, is unique to you. All right, so throughout all of these steps, I know I've been talking about business this whole time, but you can, of course, also use the 80-20 rule for other things you do in life that take up your time, um, like chores. For example, instead of doing a big clean every week, we spend about 20 to 30 minutes on Saturdays vacuuming and dusting our home and cleaning the bathrooms and wiping down kitchen services because that has the biggest impact on our everyday life. That's, you know, clean enough. And then we just do a, a bit of a deeper clean every month or maybe every two months. And this just frees us up to do more fun things on the weekend. All right, I'm getting towards the end of my notes, but the one key thing I would love for you to walk away with from this episode is trust. Trust that you can do less by reducing the things that aren't really benefiting you and trust that you can focus your time and efforts on the things that do benefit you and trust that that's enough. And then if, if that's not working for you, you'll at least have freed up some mental capacity and time to be able to pay attention to things that could use some tweaking. So trust that you can figure out what works best for you. Nothing you try is forever. It's just for now, just like I said earlier. On that note, I do want to say that I found that I get clarity so much faster when I work with a coach or when I talk things through with a friend who has a business too. It just always helps to have that outsider perspective because they are not, you know, deep in the trenches of our business. So if you're not quite sure which of your tasks are the most impactful ones, I would love to help you figure that out. You can book a declutter your to-do session with me and we'll get that sorted out. We'll look at 
both the tasks you do repeatedly and then the one-off ideas and projects that have made their way onto your list too. You can go to jennahelberg.com declutter for all the info, all the details about those sessions. Thank you so much for spending your valuable time with me again, and I hope you have a beautiful rest of the day. Bye. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world if you grab a screenshot of it, share it on Instagram stories, and tag me at the Jenna Helberg. I'm so, so curious to know who's listening and to hear what you thought. It would, of course, also help my tiny little podcast to reach more people. And if you aren't a subscriber already, hit that subscribe button in your podcast app so that you get notified of new episodes. Thanks again for tuning in. Hope to be in your ears again soon.